two. Right? You have faithful in the sense of like loyalty, right? You have faithful. And if if you know Jesse, like she has Grace. Grace is a very loyal, faithful dog to Jesse. Yeah. If she disappears, Jess Grace will run around looking for her, trying to find her and follow her everywhere. But she's incredibly faithful. But there's there's a reliable there's a reliable partnership there, right? That that's that's what that kind of faithfulness implies. Kind of that reliable, loyal uh, partnership. Then there's another type of faithfulness, but that type is in the spiritual sense, right? It's the the implies belief in something that that's not seen, but is either already true or will be true. All right, like that kind of faithfulness. It's something that's not seen, and and what I mean by that one. For example, um, faithful, in this sense, I could say, okay, if Kristen tells me that when I get home, that she's going to have an apple crisp waiting for me, Ooh. right? Now, <laughs> now, we will, sometimes I'll make the apple crisp, and sometimes she'll make the apple crisp, but if she tells me she's going to have an apple crisp waiting for me, I have faith that that means that there is already an apple crisp. Or that she's going to make it, yeah. right? right? It's it's I have faith in what she said. It's going to happen, you know. That that I believe that it's going to be true, or that it is true. Does that make sense? So that's what, that's the other type of faithfulness that I want to talk about this morning. But really, what I want to show us is the fruits of God's faithfulness. All right. And so I'm going to go from. We're going to start in the very beginning. So if you have your Bible with you, turn over to the book of Genesis. We're going to go to A to O this morning. Um, by that I imply Alpha Omega, not A to Z. <laughs> but the um, starting in Genesis, we're going to go from Genesis chapter 1. All right? Let's get it. You guys doing well? Yep. Yeah. I know you, know, you can't really look at me because the sun is right behind me on this side at least. So. You're right. The, uh, amen. So in Genesis 1, we're going to pick up in verse 27. All right? But let's look at God's, from the beginning, God's desire for a faithful relationship with us. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and of every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant to you as food, for food. And so, here what we see from the beginning, right? God created everything and He created it all and then He's, he's He wants man to, to be with Him. He creates the garden, He creates... All of the earth, but he's, he's like, 
from the beginning, the point was a relationship. And he said, in all of this, I give to you. That's, that's one of the, the most incredible things to consider of the, the fruit or the blessings of the relationship with God, right? And, and what he asks, funny enough, the only thing he asks of us is he says, all right, all of this is yours and you get to be with me. And, but he said, the only, the only contingency that he gives, and you can see this in, in this chapter later, but is that if you, he says, just don't eat the fruit of this tree. Just this one tree. Don't do that. And of course, what do we do? We went and ate it. You know, I mean, that's absolutely what we did. Um, it's just like a small child, typically. You're going to tell them don't do something, and they're going to do it. But, you know, we see that even in something so simple, you know, God's like, all right, I've given you all of this. We enter into a relationship with God and a partnership with God. And he says, just, just don't do this one thing. And, and everything else is, is for you. And of course, we can't even stick to the one thing, right? We're given one thing to do and then we mess it up. And, and while we mess it up, God's going, all right, well, then I can't be with you now, you know, because you did this. You didn't hold up your end of the deal. But so you, we get sent away, right? Mankind is sent away because of that. Mm. And it's tough because we, we lose our relationship with God in a way mm. where we walked away from it, right? But what's interesting is that God didn't walk away. Mm-hmm. He definitely he definitely set himself apart from us. But he always he kind of has always left it there that if you would just come back that I will be waiting. I will be faithful. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the business partner who says, "I'm in till the end. If you take off, that's your decision. You want to come back, just come back and, and bring your whole heart." And, and I want to show us a scripture about that. Turn over to Jeremiah 29. And this is just to illustrate God's heart. If you have your Bible with you. We're going to look oh, through a couple different chapters. Come on, man. But all of this is illustrating how good and how faithful God is. Jeremiah 29. It's harder to do in the wind. Verse 11. This is just an illustration of God's heart. But he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Mm. Now, this promise is to a specific group of people at a a very distinct period of time. So this wasn't for all of humanity for all time. This was to the elect group that God had said, all right, like you are my people. And he made them some earlier promises, but they broke those promises. And when they broke the promise, when they broke the covenant, and they didn't hold to their commitments, God, God withdrew His blessings. 
He says, this is my end of the deal, if you keep your end. And when they didn't keep it, they got taken away and actually made slaves. But what God said was, I'm still, I'm still here. If you would come back, I've got all of these great things for you. You know, and, and the point to illustrate, the, the reason I'm bringing that up, though, is because that's God's heart. Yeah. Like, that's really his, the, the heart of God with, with people. And, and that now, to this day, that same heart extends to us. Mm. You know, that comes to us. And it's cool to see God's faithfulness through all of this. You guys still with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. And so, in his faithfulness, though, he says, I've got great things. And for those of us who are, who are Christians, we know some of those great things to come. And I'm going to talk about those. But let's turn over to, to John chapter 3. Let's go, Mike. You know, it's cool because the, the Israelites, they eventually got to go back to their country. And even when they went back, though, they pursued God with all of their heart. Then they stopped again. You know, and it messed up again. But despite humanity, like, consistently, like, coming in and going out and coming in and going out, God's like, look, I will be consistent. I will make sure. And so in John 3, we're picking up here. And this is just another way we can see the the fruit of God's faithfulness, Mm -hmm. the result of His faithfulness. Good stuff, Mike. In John 3... Many of us know this, but in verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. And this is a a pretty amazing Scripture. When you consider that God saying He came to save the world, which just in itself implies that humanity needs to be saved, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That there is, a, there is a result of something we need to be saved from. And if you're wondering what that is, it, it ultimately is that, that people won't make it to heaven. They're going to end up in hell. But He's saying, that's not what I want. Because of His love. Because He loves the world, He's... he's fought to make a plan to save humanity. Even when we've walked away again and again and again, he's like, I will be faithful. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, when you consider how faithful and loving God is, and that's amazing. And this ultimately, this is, this is the center point. This is really the, all of the Bible, this is the kind of the point it revolves around. Jesus. The cross. Like if you if you've ever wondered why do Christians why do we believe what we believe? Right here, this. Because God loved us and gave his son for us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love this in trying to see that God is continually trying to save us from danger. Mm -hmm. He's trying to call us back. He's trying to restore our relationship. Right? Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of a of the uh, the book of Hosea, if anybody's ever read it, God tells a prophet, he says, go and marry this, this woman named Gomer. Which that seems like kind of a bummer of a name anyways, but <laughs> her name is Gomer. And she's, she's an incredibly unfaithful woman. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she ends up cheating on him and leaving him. And, and God tells, tells him, go and, and be united with your wife again. Go and bring her back. And even though she was unfaithful, he says, you be faithful. And that, that's God to us. Mm-hmm. That's how God is. Like we, when we consider we're the ones that, that walk away and go and cheat, and he's like, I will still be faithful to you. I'll do everything I can to bring you back and be good to you. You know, and that's an amazing, amazing thing. Amen. Amen. But it's, I just have a couple other really quick scriptures I want to look at. Because I think that it's, it, it centers around Jesus. But this fruit doesn't stop, you know. Go to Acts 2. Let's go, Mike. Like I said, we're going from the Good beginning fruit. to the end. In Acts 2, starting in verse 36, Jesus has died and Peter is preaching the first Christian sermon ever, Mm. which is pretty cool. Mm. And he's, um, he's preaching it and he's talking about another gift, another fruit of God's faithfulness that we get to receive. Right? And in Acts 2... Pages flipped. Verse 36. He says this, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Mm. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Mm. You know, another gift that we receive is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. You know, and... and the Holy Spirit's not some ambiguous spirit. Obviously, he he is a an entity, he is a being. He is he is one. It's not just some nebulous kind of good feeling, but he's actually called like a counselor, one who advises and and leads us. And so he he tells us though we get this when we do two things. He says we get this when we when we repent and when we're baptized that we will receive the Holy Spirit. And, and the repentance literally just means a mind change. You know, when you, you start thinking not like the world, but like God. So I'll give you an example. If we're all in the U.S. and we think like Americans on the road, and you're driving, which side of the road do you ride, uh, drive on? Like the right side. The right side. Drive on the left side. Europe, yes. And so you go, you go over there, and you're, you have to change your mind in the way, in the direction that you're going to drive, right? Yeah. You have to literally change like how you think while you're there. And God's saying, to, to receive this, to become my people, you have to change how you think. Mm-hmm. When you come in my, my nation to be one of my people, you've got to change how you think about this. And so we, we then begin to, to change, to repent. And that means when you change how you think, you also change how you act. 
Right? Yeah. But then secondly, he talks about the, uh, the aspect of getting baptized and having our sins washed away and being reborn into, into his nation. But he says, if you do these two things, you'll receive my Holy Spirit. Right? We receive salvation. We receive the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Those are the, the two things he asks us to do. But repentance is a continued thing. It's not a one-time it's a continued process, right? Mm-hmm. If you went to Europe and you just decided to start driving on the right side of the road again, you'd get in a little bit of trouble uh, or a little bit hurt. And, and so the idea is that we must continue to also change and do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Come on. And so here we are. We get the Holy Spirit. But we're not done because the Holy Spirit also brings awesome fruit in our mm. lives. And there's just two more scriptures to look at. Go to Galatians 5. Let's go, Mike. Talk about it. You know, God's faithfulness is so good. His relationship is amazing. Mm. And so we end by, we look at this and we see that the Holy Spirit, which we get because of God's faithfulness, also gives us even more. Right? In Galatians 5, starting in verse 22, says this, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. You know, all of these qualities build great relationships. Yeah. Right? If you had these qualities define you, how awesome would all of your friendships be? Right? Talk about it. I mean, if you could, if you could be this person that was defined by these things, that's, that would be an incredible blessing to us, right? Mm-hmm. To all of your friends. And God's saying, I will give you these qualities and aspects in increasing measure when we continue to repent and follow His Spirit. That's an awesome thought. The fruit of faithfulness, of God's faithfulness to us, and in us being faithful as well, is are incredible, right? But I wanna I wanna end in Revelation twenty one. Go, Mike. Second to last chapter in the Bible. You know, in in the beginning, God created everything to be with us. And in the process, we messed it up. And then during that process... He's been trying to fix it, right? So much so that He gave us... He came as a man to die for us so that He could repair the relationship. And all who are His get something at the end, right? And this is what we get at the very end. Starting in verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away And there was no longer any sea. 
I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the springs of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. You know, in this scripture, what we see at the very end is that there will be no more crying, no more tears, no more pain, no more anguish, but that, that we get to be with God. The evil of the world is removed and God just wants to pour blessings on us. He wants to give us great things. And all of this came because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. God's faithfulness, literally from the beginning of time, when He made everything, till the end of time, He is being faithful. Isn't that cool? And we get to receive the fruits of His faithfulness. Everything. Everything we have. All that is good in the world is the fruit of God's faithfulness. Right? And even when we don't deserve it, He's still faithful and good to us. Right? And that's so amazing. But this world is still broken. And there's still things that people are hurt and people are sad and crying and relationships are damaged. But he says, hey, at the end, I will make it right. I'll do it through myself and my son. That I will make it right. So that you don't have to have this. That anyone who is mine, I will be faithful always. If you would just come to me. Right? And He's going to give us so much more than, than He demands. He's already given more. He's given his, his life. He came as Jesus. And so, today what we're going to do, we're going to take communion at this time. But as you take the cup and you take the bread and, and you, you think about it, this is, think about God's faithfulness. Think about how good He has been to you. That Jesus is a promise of the good that's coming our way. That He, he was good to us to, to remove our sin from us so that one day we could be in heaven with Him. Reflect on that. It's something to rejoice about and celebrate God's faithfulness and His goodness. It's something to, to be excited. And, and there are moments we can consider what, what's been given and be somber. But let us also rejoice at the fruits of God's faithfulness. Amen? Amen. So let's, let's bow our heads at this time. We'll pray together. Uh, and then we'll take the bread and the cup. Father, we thank You so much for how You bless us. For how Your faithfulness has poured out blessings and, and provided
so much for us. God, the fruits of your faithfulness are abundant. And I thank you. I thank you for your love and I thank you for your sacrifice. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. As we, uh, as we take this bread and we take this cup, Lord, we, we remember your death, Lord. We remember your sacrifice. And we remember your faithfulness and your hope and your love for us. We pray that we can also be faithful and loving and to follow your example, Lord. Thank you for never being a hypocrite and, and always calling us to an example that you set consistently and continually. We love you, God. We give thanks to you. In the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.